Hi everyone um, and welcome to how to build a creative business in a noisy world. This is my um, my new series called the Hindsight Series with Sharon who works for me who you'll now have listened to her interview with me uh, which I recorded earlier this week but um, you're here because you want to uh learn about building a business I want to help you do that but I also you will know if you've dug deep into my website that I am love placing importance in every day I like to try and help people with their well-being so this is um me speaking to family friends professionals about what they do how they find uh, ways to cope with fear and it's called the hindsight series and today I have Claire Kelly hi Claire Kelly hi Ali Hart this feels Good. so strange to be this there, way around. <laughs> <laughs> so Claire Kelly, just to give anybody a bit of background if you're new here, um, Claire and I have our own podcast called Voice Notes, the podcast, because we wanted to discuss everyday conversation about the things that matter. So um, you will know from me saying that, that Claire and I have similarities we have three boys we also view life as some some ways very similar and that is why we started the podcast but then equally we're very different people and I find value in how she lives and what her job is so I want her to share with that today so you're very welcome Claire thank you for having me Ali like I said it feels so strange to be this way around even just like I was saying this morning when we were setting up I was like oh okay okay Ali's gonna yes. okay <laughs> well that's the other thing anybody who's new um, to the podcast or who's been around for a while you'll now see we now have it on YouTube as well so um I'm on there so you get to see Claire's face um in terms of our voice notes podcast I'm the brunette she's the blonde mm-hmm. um tell me a little bit um I have to remind myself when I'm talking to friends and family um, that people don't know you. So tell me a little bit about you and what you do, what's important to you. Just a little summary. A little summary of me. Um, Well, like Ali said, I have three kids. I'm a mom. I have a business. Um, My business is in well-being. So I've been a massage therapist for, oh my goodness, I started my business about nine years ago, primarily sort of massage therapy and um, sort of hands-on therapy and things like that and over time it sort of moved and progressed with the things that I've wanted to do so now I work in mental health and I'm a trained counselor mm-hmm. so I still do some hands-on things when we're not when we're not in COVID land um but yeah so a lot of mental well-being relaxation and um, just the things that sort of feed us and make us feel better physically yeah. and mentally brilliant and um you have three boys the same as me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes of three mom of three um and then tell me so what was your did you in terms of school life um where do you live I forgot to say that yeah well I'm, I live in whoops I live in Scotland so I'm in Aberdeenshire so quite quite rural anyone who's listened to voice notes often Ali and I joke about how we live in the middle of nowhere yeah I always say that the village I live in I mean it's a lovely village but you'd only go there if you had to go there <laughs> but it's so picturesque you'd go there with a the camera Yes. Well, we live, we're probably about 15 miles from the, the start of the Cairngorms National Park. So we have okay. beautiful rolling hills and everything where we are, but we're so close to like proper Scottish wilderness. So it's really, really beautiful. Um, but we live right on the edge of the village. So okay. we've easy access to everything, but we've also got five acres and I've got chickens and rescue chickens and dogs. So it all sounds really picturesque, but also it's, you know, the middle of nowhere. So. Yes. <laughs> Yes. And your hubby then, he is 
at he works he works away so he mm-hmm. works in Azerbaijan so he's here every every couple of months or so this man pops up and lives in my house <laughs> I know we have fun video calls together with our husbands yeah. because uh Claire's Chris and my Michael are similarly wired in many ways mm, many many ways yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and tell me then about school and where you lived before where you are now I've always lived in the Shire the Shire got to sound like a hobbit um but we've always sort of been rural I've never apart from when I was at university I lived in the city okay. then so um I've always let my parents to live in a small village or again outside a small village and um, so I did like the small country primary school then I moved to the big school okay um, which was in a town called Ellen which was like the biggest sort of school of the area um it's all not quite like the schooling that you guys have in Northern Ireland was it mixed as well but um girls and boys or music? yeah yeah just everybody if you're in the catchment that's where you went okay um and then so I, yeah did six years there and then I went on to uni went to Aberdeen University and studied a degree in uh, politics and international relations which is wow. very different to what I do now and I think it quite surprises people sometimes you know especially all the politics that's been going on in the world just now and I'll sort of drop something and they're like oh and I'm like oh yeah did I did I never tell you so i um, <laughs> just sidetrack then momentarily I feel like I didn't know that so tell me do you get really passionate now about it like is that just a really ignorant thing for me to ask or do you like how do you view things having studied did you study that for like three years as well four years yeah it was a honours yeah honours degree so um Claire Kelly MA owns thank you there she is there she is there she is I'll drop that in um you know I got when I was studying it what I really enjoyed was like the ideologies behind things and you know why people do what they do which I guess sort of makes sense that the job that I do now you know sort of the, the people side of it and attitudes and stuff and I think I maybe sickened myself with it. So by the time I left university, I was so tired of people and the way people mm-hmm. behaved, you know, mm-hmm. but I have over the years and maybe it's because I was, I mean, when I left university, so I started when I was 17. So I was only 21 when I, I was still, I was still a baby, you know? Yeah. So I probably didn't, I think many people would agree. Like once you leave university, I mean, apart from what you do, you know, if, if it's not your passion, you can just get so fatigued with the whole, the whole thing and I think a lot of why I went to university was because that's what I didn't know what else to do and I had the yeah game. yeah so it was like, well, just- um, and did you can you go straight into a job with that or was it a bit like me where you're kind of just off the deep end you're like where's the what's happening in the world am I meant to do or you, just- you know the way because it's not like classic like teacher yeah well there's no way I'd have gone into politics after studying it like I, said, or- I was so done mm-hmm. with, with everything um so I left university and got a graduate job at an oil and gas company okay which again living in Aberdeen that's kind of the industry you fall into because yeah. it was such a it is an oil city still but it was so predominant so I got onto a graduate scheme there as a commercial graduate okay with no business acumen at all so mm-hmm. I mean I don't know how I, I don't know how I scored that I must have just impressed my <laughs> I don't know um and I was yeah and I worked there for seven years okay I was in sourcing so went in as a buyer buying stuff buying nuts and bolts and things and I enjoyed it wow but it wasn't me you know? yeah yeah and that was very much a nine-to-five job wasn't it so that was you getting up and then I love to hear about the the banter sometimes Christmas parties and things so that was very much like office right was office, that yeah proper office and I liked it for a long time but I think again because I was I was quite green to the whole office environment but I did get a little bit like 
really okay yeah you know. but it taught you I'm sure a lot right yeah yeah it absolutely did um and I really enjoyed sort of like connections you'd make and I'm still very good friends with a lot of the people that I worked with okay oh, okay maybe five but um but it was it was just and I think it's an experience that was good to have to have worked in an office and seen things and office politics and well, it's a bit like I did, um, I was a classroom assistant as well. And that was the most formal, apart from waitressing and um, like looking at the child minding different things. Um, the most sort of formal, like get up, go to mm-hmm. by the bell, um, seeing how it's like in the staff room and your holidays are dictated by um, that, but also, you know, the security of a pay packet every month. Yeah. It, it is really good to experience that, I, I, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think I, I did the whole waitressing thing as well. I think a lot of the jobs I learned, I was like, well, this is not for me. I yeah. think my, my favorite job, apart from what I do now, was um, I really liked work when I worked in retail. Okay. Like just some of the jobs I did when I was in retail. And there was like, in fact, it was re- weird. I dreamt about it last night. I was doing a stock take. Like clothes doing... retail, food retail? or yeah, I, uh, Clothes. When I worked, I did waitressing and I was not, I wasn't cut out for waitressing. I wasn't yeah. cut out for people who drank. Yeah. So, but um. Yeah, so I did retail. I was a, a deputy store manager for a charity shop for a while, um, which was, Brilliant. that was really interesting because there was like such a mix and I worked with so many different people and yeah, had like, um, so people- And you don't the- exactly have the same stock coming into the charity no, shop. No, but sure, you got some gems. I was going to say, you see my friend, um, Emma, who I'm going to get on the podcast here as well, she now owns Everyday Oil, which is, um, I think I've talked about it before, it's over in the States, but then she like started, she always talked about this oil and now she makes them this massive scale, it's big, right, in vogue, everything, but um, she she used to work for um, a clothing company that supplied all the vintage stores in um, Mm. one part of Brooklyn. So, um, so she got, so I went to like the factory with her. I have a little coach bag that I still have from us rooting through. She got to see all the bags that were like dumped at the, um, they were dumped on the borders and everything, you know, they were like, they were able to root through them and everything. But she, we loved that because she always got like the best picks yeah. for her. So that's the good thing about charity. I loved it. Yeah. I, I still have some of the, like me, bags. I give away all stuff. As you know, I'm ruthless. Mm. So I was thinking about these Mark Jacobs boots that I had and, they rattled about the boot so long whenever we were getting the house moved and Michael was like what am I doing with these what am I doing with these and I was like oh you're dropping them to such and such and then we never got round to it and he came in to me just when I had COVID and was like what am I doing with these and I was like you're chucking them so someone somewhere is gonna do well out of those oh my gosh what size are your, your feet are a different size to mine I'm not six be- and I really was ruthless because they were quite cool but they yeah. just I just you know what I'm like I'm, I don't like things and stuff I just get overwhelmed See, that's where you and I are so different, isn't it? Because I have. Because <laughs> I always think, one day I'm going to need these sequin trousers. One day. <laughs> and the laugh is I have actually a few regrets from moving because I've now decided, Sharon and I decided, my mother friend Adele, we're not going to try not to buy clothes this year. And um, both of them were like, I have a lot of clothes, Al. You don't. And I was like, I know the thought of me. But we're allowed to borrow. You're allowed to borrow clothes. <laughs> Um, so tell me then, um, you went on, so then you had the boys and then did you, how, did you think about self-employment or were you? Yeah. So I had, so I left the oil company. So that, well, Lockheed's nearly 10 years old now. So yes, yeah, so at this time, 10 years ago, yeah. my God, that was the I first know. time I left and I knew I didn't want to go back because I was, I wasn't enjoying it and it wasn't for, it wasn't for me. And I think when you've left somewhere to have your child, like the things that went through my head is, 
if I want to pay for childcare to continue doing that job, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to work all these hours and I'm not going to see my child. And I thought, I'm just giving away my money and my baby. Yeah. Which, you know, but to me, I was like, it doesn't make, and I was in a fortunate position that my husband was also in oil and um, we didn't have any sort of financial issues at that time. So it was like, well, that's okay. We can afford if, like, if that's what you want to do. Yeah. That's what you want to do. Um, but he was like, you know, you do need to find something. And I knew I had to because I'm not the type of person that can cannot. And I'd been doing sort of extra studying while I'd been working. So I'd been doing open university courses and counselling and therapy okay. and, and I, like putting bits and pieces together for what I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't see how I was going to do what I wanted to do. You know, I just I just thought, what do I I knew where I wanted to be. I wanted to be self-employed. I wanted to work around my family. I knew the areas I wanted to be in. So there was a bit of trial and error. Um, and I think I was, I wasn't so much scared, but it was because I didn't have an income. I was looking at all these courses to train and they seemed so expensive to me. And looking back now, there's always ways that you can do this. And I was like, I'll never be able to save up 900 pounds to do that. You know, things like that. And really absolutely could, you know, could. Um, and then, so lucky. Well, I it's had, hard then, to see the value in them, isn't it? Yeah. It's hard to like, look at that and be like, what, what if I come out of the end of that and I've still nothing and nowhere to go? Yeah, exactly. And then I just, and then I was like in childcare, everything just seemed so difficult. Um, and then I set up a business with one of my friends who was a PT. Okay. We were doing stuff in like, um, sort of sports centers and things and sort of fitness evaluations, which I was trained in. And she was obviously trained with the PT side. Okay. Um, and that sort of fell, fell apart. Um, and I took a step back and I thought, well, mm-hmm. I still want to do something for me. So I had to make a call at that point okay. um, with what I wanted to do. And at the same time as I was like choosing what to do, um, I got a phone call from the company I'd worked at and they said, hey, we've got a new position. Would you like it? Okay. And I was like, thanks for thinking of me. And I, I, that, because I was in such a state of limbo, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. do it. Okay. Um, so I went back and by the time I started back, I was 10 weeks pregnant with my second son okay which is always ideal for a big company to have someone do that and that was you back as a buyer sorry no 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 I went in as I can't remember the job title but it was a it was a brand new role so everything okay set up um which was really interesting but again because I knew I was going to be leaving and so my I was kind of driven by the money again I was like I just need something I need something talking by me yeah Um, and then when I was pregnant with Adam my second born um I was like, well, stuff it. I need to find something to do. And then that's when I went down the route of hands-on therapy. Okay. Um, and that's, and then that's that. And ever since that, I've just been working away. So I did that for nine months, had him, and I could have started my next course straight away to get me into like the more advanced work, mm-hmm. but not ideal with a newborn baby. So I then decided, well, at least I can, with what I've got so far, I can practice, but it would just be like Swedish and relaxation and okay. pregnancy. So and then so that that uh, word of mouth as well was really strong for you too wasn't it because you would do you know you were saying one day about um so like horse riders Mm -hmm. you know like you would be like a day of doing massage for it because and that's something like a real that that, you really enjoyed that part didn't Mm -hmm. you that and then but that would also go through corporate as well were you doing or is that the pilates that was the corporate work kicked off some sort of hands-on occasionally I would do like a days going into an office you've probably seen it you know the, the chair massage um which was really good and it's nice because you get to meet so many people like coming in and out yeah wouldn't happen in COVID times can you imagine no it's so hard to believe that we're I know anyway yeah and that that was good and it was it was just nice to get out and about 
Um, but that came from, it was one of, one of the women who I'd done my training with had called okay. me up one day and said, Claire, are you free to do this? And then when I got there, I actually knew the company we were working for. So that sort of offer, opened sort of inroads there. Um, and yeah, the corporate work, they did bulk of that is from one massage patient that had been coming to me for years. And she knew I also did Pilates and was like, hey, do you think you could come to our office? And I was like, yes. So yeah. like you say, so much of what I do is word of mouth and but not so much like networking, but based on me, which I think is really, really nice. Yeah. And that's what I love about my Well, business. that's what I'm always chanting about on the, here is like there is space for personal branding. That's what I've learned so much is, um, and one thing I always said in the mentoring students too is, like Nike and Adidas and Johnson's baby, like they are what they are, but mm. actually personal brands are coming up. And I know you might be like, I'm not a personal brand, Al, mm. but people buy from people. And that yeah. even is in a corporate land as well. See, this is, the, I, I always thought I'm not really a personal brand because I'm offering a service. That yeah. But the more I've learned, and especially, in, you know, and COVID has been really rough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, But it's people that have keep coming back to me and even like I've had patients sort of check in and say oh I know you can't do much but can you do this just now and that makes me feel valued and yeah, it shows yeah. that people need you yeah mm-hmm. um and then so social media that I'm assuming they're contacting you a lot of the time through social media um because I've essentially built my whole um career on that uh I uh you know how I feel about it anyway I go through love and hate but I think it's extremely valuable it's free content do you want to pause? <laughs> How much did you see there? Also naked, naked. <laughs> um, do, well, you can cut that out. Or can I? I can. You can cut, or you can leave it in. Um, dear listeners, can, we just had a naked five-year-old run into the room. So. It's, more the, it's more the YouTube. It's more the YouTube. Oh, God, yeah, the YouTube. <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> I think I should be able to put that in now. Maybe. Well, that's quite good anyway. Um, let's go. And I do this, isn't it, for the audio? And then that's nice and loud. Mm-hmm. Okay. Per wee pet. So what was I saying there? Oh, social media. So, Claire, tell me, um, you're saying there, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of people are contacting you through social media and you're saying like yours is, um, you know, uh, like hands-on product essentially mm-hmm. how well not maybe a product service do you feel social media has changed um has promoted has helped because it's essentially free that's what I always tell people and even in days when I hear it I'm like this is free 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 I'm not paying for a big banner I'm not paying for a magazine ad or tv ad free mm-hmm. how do you view it view it and view your business I love it I think it's so good. My problem with it is I don't know how to put myself on it. And maybe, and the reason for not knowing is because when my business was very much mass, like massage, there's not much I can show you when I was doing massage. You know, that's take pictures of people on the table. No, inappropriate, not, (laughs) yes, not right. She's really loving this. I've got an elbow and a glute. (laughs) (laughs) So, and there's, there's only a limit you can put on things. And also I don't want to put a lot of, things about people's bodies because I feel mm-hmm. that that can discriminate between different types of bodies and can be seen like there's a whole world there which is quite muddled for that type mm-hmm. of business so with the Pilates when I was sort of when I was still sticking with the physical therapies I was like right and the Pilates I was like that this is easier because I can put up a video that's sped up that's not like oh look at me I can do you know there's so there's no there, there's different ways to do it 
Um, yeah. But then when I moved into the mental health and I'm counseling more, I really struggled because there's the boundaries. And this is something that, you, you know, I talk about all a the lot. Time. Yeah. Boundaries. Yeah. And, you know, because do you want to see the person who's been your counselor, who's been very professional and sitting in front of yeah. you in sort of office attire now on the internet doing a down dog or a, you, you know, there's, so I, well, I would say oh, to that, you, you don't need to over, sorry to interrupt you, but like, I, I think actually that just shows that you're a real person not necessarily doing down dog but anyway sorry continue and then I'll, I'll add my pennies worth um yeah so I think for me it's just the the adjustment for me to make sure that I'm portraying myself and my business how I want to be seen and how I want to be seen by different groups overall because I'm sure yeah. there are people that go onto my page and I do put I'm sure you've seen the, the breathing exercises I do and then they probably think I but what does she know about you know the strain trapezius do you, do you know what I mean so it's really I find it a juggle and then I think should I have more pages but then I I have enough because I also have my charity running page that I'm like well hang on I can't have how many fingers and how many pies can you have before you're you know yeah I listened to a really good podcast actually about this yesterday it was Gary V I often talk about and someone had said something similar now not a different they were talking about I think products and about um like very corporate stuff but they were like should I have like four pages or did I put it all under the one thing and Gary was saying but this is not this is not taken into account people's feelings which I know is what your point is with this mm -hmm. but he it from a business point of view he was like put them all under the one roof yeah because they don't really care about different things and different logs you know different logins it cares about like content at mass and the right people will find your stuff Mm -hmm. um so I don't know if that encourages or what but I, I thought you were going to say that um other because I I know that that you're struggling with what people view and with what but um I feel that it's at the minute the world's just crying out for real so yeah. the more real that you show and if you anybody that I know that has worked with you um, and there actually are quite a few in Northern yeah. Ireland. Um, I know that they buy into you as yeah. a whole. Um, and that is actually really strong. It's really good because I, I know that it, it took us a while for me to convince you that it actually all, is all under this beautiful umbrella, like the Pilates and the mind and the movement, like it's and the counselling. Yeah. Um, but I do understand. I guess, I suppose, as you say, the more just you put out, the more you'll see what mm -hmm. is how you feel. Mm -hmm. um but as you say you have enough stresses as well in your life without adding stress of social media yeah. it shouldn't be stressful exactly but the, since I've come up with a mind and movement package which I've been doing for about a year now that's when I was like well Claire well that's it, it is your mind and it is your movement mm -hmm. and then people and it's like you're saying about the personal branding and you've said it to me countless times you know mm -hmm. just when we've been having our own chats like it is the buying into you and the more I think about that I'm like well that's it because I do have people that have come to me for uh, being a micro Pilates class and I've got a message saying, Claire, listen, I would really appreciate if we could just have a, could you spare me, uh, you know, a half hour and book in. And we do a little counselling session and they may, it may grow into more. I mean, I do have people that, you know, come for, or, you know, come to a class and then we obviously we haven't, you know, gotten too in depth in the class. Yeah. But then, you know, later contacted me and I've been seeing them for over a year now for counselling. Um, but just like you say, it just depends on, on who you are and if you click like if you click with your therapist in any way you know so I have people that don't know any of the physical stuff I do and uh -huh. only know me as, as their counselor which is my therapist which is really special to me because that's just the bubble that they have me in and they still yeah. 
you know it's not like oh this is Claire who does you know it's but that's okay that's I think that's the way it is with anything you know I look at the girl um Lee who I'm got a female female woman that I'm going to talk to as well and I've spoken to you about her um the sort of spiritual side of everything and I can see she's doing a lot of hormone balance and a lot of things like that. and part of me would absolutely love to engage in that but for now well I've actually finished my sessions with her I loved my one-to-one it's sometimes mm-hmm. we just you hold on to what you love about someone and then yeah that's okay so in terms of that so that's touching I sent I guess a little bit on fear about holding back right in terms of social media but even changing your job um homeschooling anything um I love to find out how people deal with fear do you have any tips on that any thoughts on that um you can come from a therapist point of view if you want or you can come just from Claire Kelly getting up in the morning thinking holy crap (laughs) yeah you know I don't know what I'm fearful of just now I know if you'd asked me this time last year Mm -hmm. not like last year in the summer I was definitely a more fearful person and I guess maybe when I think of fears I can only go from sort of how things have been you know in the past year and a half and I don't want to be COVID heavy but yeah that's you know that's that's the fear my biggest fears have been or are or just how you deal with it how you not, yeah well I'm just thinking the things that have worried me I, I just, sometimes I just sit in it man sorry being those very chilled yeah. the way to say it. I just like I'm scared and that's that you know, yeah we had this thing last summer with the kids when we were homeschooling and I was like we had bubble days and it's something that I need to talk to you about, talk about on my own page as well but a bubble day was the day where you're just like you know what I can't I can't handle it and yeah. any one of us because it was just me and the boys for the whole of lockdown um so I was like any of us could say that's it we're not doing it so we turned off the news we didn't watch anything we went into yeah. the garden we filled the path and pool we didn't look at homeschool we didn't log it like nothing yeah. and that was it and we, there was some weeks where like every second day they were like mom bubble and I was like yeah I'd call it loads of times like it wasn't yeah. even the case of it's too much for the kids you know and I'm, I'm giving them a break it was like sack this lads I'm having a yeah. break we're not we're not doing it and that's, I think, sometimes I sit in it and other times I go, do you know what? You don't need to be scared. Mm-hmm. You don't need to, to feel this way. So don't. Sometimes there are feelings that we can't escape from, but others we can. And if we can, just take yourself out of that situation. Mm-hmm. And that's that's probably how I deal with it. Yeah. I love that bubble day thing, actually. When I, I did a live on Instagram this morning and I was talking, it's on IGTV now, but how... Um, oh perfection you know and what was it you just said there about bubble days and about just forgetting yeah I are just forgetting that you're not going to get everything ticked you know on your list as well it's like it's okay mm-hmm. it said to me on Tuesday when I was really not doing uh I was just like overwhelmed mm-hmm. um but that's cool I love that idea of just sitting sitting in the fear yeah um, and in terms of your hopes dreams do you have anything like it was really cool talking to Sharon because um she was talking about just contentment and how like that is actually a beautiful part of life and I think that's what I'm really hoping in my own life and in what I share is that happiness over cash over uh, client base um over acceptance by other people um do you but equally I do want to like go to France or do yeah. something <laughs> like I think that <laughs> yeah. I like having I like having you know the goals I think they're important for the business too do you have any big dreams you want to share I really want to get a sub 330 marathon 
that's I actually I should have known that was gonna come into that. Of course you do. Love it. Uh, well, that was my thing. That was my dream for last. You got year. the three fifty. You got below three fifty, didn't you? Yeah, I got three four four. Three, four, baby. four yeah, baby. But just ben, tell us quickly how many marathons have you run? People don't know this about you. Remember the odd. Say it again. Fifty. 50. 55. I, I have some friends that could tell you the exact number. And I, how many ultra marathons? Five or six? Unreal. I've done one half marathon in my life. Two. One or two. Yeah, it'd be a great crack though, didn't you? That second one. <laughs> oh, I did. I think it was maybe my first proper one, wasn't it? Did I, I never do one before that? Sure uh, maybe you... did one myself when I was running, yeah, like yeah. along the coastal yeah. path. But um, my real one was with you, which is lovely. Because Claire and I get to see each other with when COVID's not there. Mm-hmm. And I was planning to get across. I still am. I'm hoping. Yeah. I feel like the, the, boat, the boat. I'm going to just get in the boat one day. Well, the fact that you can see the, the ferry, like that. Oh. Oh, from our new, yeah. No, yeah. New, our new house, I know. Um, so do you have any advice for people uh, thinking about self-employment, thinking about, well, it's obviously a creative business in what I discussed, but um, uh, in terms of just a business as well, building a business now that you're in it, now that you've, now that you're mature in it, I would say as well, because mm-hmm. you and I both now reflect back. Yeah. Like I'm nearly 12 years in business you're um, over 10 probably 10 yeah. 9 or 10 um how you feel what's your hindsight on that what's your feelings and advice hindsight is that it's not easy and it's going to be really really hard and you're absolutely going to say i've really messed up i shouldn't have done this you're going to start several things and quit most of them mm-hmm. you're going to go in a direction you didn't even think you'd probably go in but you kind of always thought you would but you didn't think it would work yeah. you're going to be told that you couldn't do it people will love love to tell you you can't do it that's mm-hmm. going to be people's favorite thing they'll ask you when you're getting a real job you're not going to have any money for a lot of it then you're going to have loads of money then covid might come around and just annihilate your have none again <laughs> but you'll do it if you really believe in what you're doing yeah. you can do it and if it doesn't work it doesn't work yeah and that's, that's the it. other thing isn't it it's like it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And I think I'd said on maybe one of our own podcasts there recently, our voice notes one, about um, it's okay if you change your mind. Remember I told mm-hmm. you that like Alicia Keys thing, she had yes. said she was, was like, I'm never wearing makeup again. Yeah, yeah. And then the guy from Maroon 5 came in and he was like, oh, you're wearing, like three years later, it's like, oh, you're wearing makeup? And she's like, and what the F? Like, so. Yeah. And it's true. I'll do whatever I want. Exactly. You just have to, and there's no overnight success. So I keep knocking the mic. I agree. And people think there is. And people go, oh, suddenly you've you've got this and this. And do not look at what somebody else is doing. Do yeah. Look, if I would have gone stir crazy, if I had been comparing myself to people online throughout lockdown, all these businesses that didn't do anything online and suddenly they did. I mean, Ali, you know that I had all my online stuff and I was really, mm-hmm. really proud. And there was not many people in my area that were doing subscriptions and things. And I had one, but all these people were doing the, going to different sports halls and setting up classes and doing group things which I didn't want to do because it didn't fit with with my life and then yeah. they're all stuck at home but they had a big base of clients so pe- people's businesses like really flourished in lockdown which I was amazing for them mine did not because I had nowhere really to go at that point and I just I, I lost the headspace for doing it like, well and you have three kids like mm-hmm. you can't underestimate that's a job in itself yeah. on your and own. it was it was hard but this time around I'm not yeah. so scared things yeah we'll see how that pans out we may talk again in a few days Ali and I'll be like 
do yeah well I think it's um every it's still a shambles obviously but it feels mm. like um everyone has a little bit of a more of idea like even the government in terms of funding and like there's just seems to be drip feeding a few more glimmers of hope I don't know for yeah I think and then also in terms of the school the teachers are a bit better and then there's the vaccine yeah yeah and um, I was going to ask you about that but I think we're we're done um in terms of COVID because it's I know it's quick any final points what are you reading right now oh you're a good one to ask because you're always reading a book uh not really reading just now i've got a stack of books well no that's a lie i'm reading and um, oh, the salt path which but i can't really get into it. everyone's told me it's an amazing salt path, it's right salt path. so it's about this couple he has a terminal illness they lose their home they lose everything it's a true story um, okay. so, and they're older i think they're in their 60s and they set off on this walk to walk um the salt path down to land's end and okay. all, and it's and it's um autobiographical and it's really good but if i'm one of these people i've said this to you before like i've raved like when people rave about things too much i'm like eh, whatever like i'm not i hype something up too much to me and i'm just like it's not gonna live up yeah to it. so I've, I've been reading it for months which isn't like me and it is good but i'm not really into it but the other book i'm reading is called sometimes therapy is awkward and it's Ooh, written by I love a therapist the that. it's right. so good and it's aimed at people who are therapists or want to be therapists or are just sort of in that world. And it's so like, so true to the bone. And it's, you know, there's so many like points I read and I'm like, yes, I do do that. Or, you know, like, and it's all like the feelings that you feel, but she does it in such a funny way. So like I've snorted okay. out loud. I'm also reading, I'm not reading much. There you go. Barack's book. Oh, interesting, because I'm reading Michelle Obama's book, and I was going to say a lot of hype over that, and I'm just not loving it yet. No, I I got halfway through, and I just couldn't, I couldn't get into it. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, I'm really trying, but I, I want to finish it. I just finished the, um, this is going to hurt. I think you've read it too. Yes, oh. Good, so good, but yeah, yeah sad at the end. It has another one as well. I can see it in my bookcase here. Yes, called, some of them the night before Christmas. And it's about okay. when he's on the wards at Christmas time. Right. And that's similar. It's, it's quite a much quicker read than that book, but it's still okay. like you're laughing at one point, then your heart's broken and then you're oh, yeah. wincing. Yeah. What's yeah. the last book before we go? Uh, the last so one is I'm reading another uh, one by Joe Biden. I can tell there's a theme to my reading just now, a bit of politics. <laughs> and this is from the girl that said at the start, I'm not really, I'm not really into the politics. Well, I'm just, I'm just juggling a few. So, and it's called Promise Me Dad. And it was from years ago. It's when his... Oh, good. I'll have to read it. Yeah, it's good. But it's about when his son, um, Bo, had the brain tumour. Okay. So he was keeping it quiet and Bo was still working and in politics himself and it's about their life at that time now I'm not really good with autobiographies which is probably why I struggled with no Michelle. neither am I with Michelle's yeah, yeah yeah but Michael bought it from me so you know I yeah. feel I got it but but I have really into the the Joe Biden one because because of I get because of what the topic is I guess and it's how he's yeah. dealing with his family and and so yeah awesome well thank you so much for joining you're well thank you for having me I hope oh I have it's so lovely I find it's just like at the minute it's like gravitating to what you love yourself and I love just listening to conversations with mm -hmm. um like from the people that I follow on podcasts hearing them be interviewed hearing them have conversations back and back or back to back with friends and people who are inspired are they inspired by mm -hmm. so um constantly inspired by you I'm very thankful to have you in my life and to have you on the podcast thank you and likewise. um 
And thank you for saving the day with my Zoom that wasn't recording. So that's what I'm here for, Ali. Claire does this. Anybody who goes on to my free Academy, Ali's Academy Zooms will see. I just end up saying, Claire, can you just record that and send it to me? Because I'm a big screen and I can't. So anyway, I just love but thank you for an audience. You know, that's it. Just, put, just involve myself a little bit. <laughs> there she is, CK. Uh, well, have a good day. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And um, this is the Hindsight series. And it has been lovely to have you along. It's been lovely to have Claire Kelly. You can find her on social media, CK, CK Therapy, um, and also on her website, which is uh, cktherapy.co.uk there we go and um yeah have a good rest of week stay faithful keep going in your venture and i will see you on the other side